Good morning, listening world. I would like to welcome you back to Realistic Leadership by George McGee, where the purpose of our podcast is to consult, educate, motivate, and inspire leaders from all spectrums, from church leaders to executives to senior managers to mid-level managers to frontline managers and leaders to supervisors to future leaders and supervisors. We are here for all of you. Now, we're going to jump right back into our current topic, uh, part three of corporate diversity and how to fix it. Um, as we go into this topic, I'm, today we're going to, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, just a couple of things, a couple of more things that executive leadership and senior managers and leadership should be aware of and manage very, very closely and watch for very, very closely um, because we're going to be dealing with the subtopic of uh, promotion and compensation. Um, so not only and, and how that fits into corporate diversity. So company advancement and compensation is a huge piece of not only corporate diversity, but you know, being a part of corporate America or, or a corporation in general. Um, as we all know, unfortunately, uh, minorities, women, disabled employees, and, and those with a, a different sexual orientation are in far less leadership positions than their counterparts. And to be perfectly honest, and sadly, again, there's a... a a higher demotion percentage and termination percentages percentage uh, with diversity candidates. Um, so let me be honest, some companies will purposely hire a candidate with a diverse background uh, just to check the diversity box. Um, I've seen this firsthand uh, from you know a couple of different spectrums from external hires that'll come in and I've seen a lot of it happen with internal hires uh, for a leadership position um, typically what I've seen um, is they won't you know they will not give them the same tools to do their jobs as their counterparts um, sometimes I've seen them have unrealistic expectations for results and and then you know on the flip side of that speak to other senior leaders or influencers of that candidate's position about how they're failing at that position and should have never been given that position now this is something that executive leadership must have a very 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 close eye on because this happens all the time. I've seen it happen all the time in Fortune 500 companies as well as in small companies as well, too. Um, this is something, again, that they're going to have to keep a watchful eye on. Um, I've seen some leaders, you know, will go a step further and spread the negativity uh, on the candidate that they've selected based on uh, solely um, their diversity background 
Um, they'll speak negatively to that candidate's peers about them um, on why they should not have been chosen. So I was talking earlier uh, about um, I would share an example of this. So here's a story. Um, I was in a senior manager meeting and there was a discussion on um, who would get an open leadership position. Um, the interviews had already been conducted and uh, one of the senior managers um, who was going to be directly managing this candidate um, stated that uh, we need a woman in the position for the number. Um, I, of course, uh, interjected and said, you know, why should that be the only reason? Um, make a long story short, a majority of the senior managers voted to select uh, the woman candidate. Um, a few months later, in a different meeting, um, it was discussed that the selected candidate needed to be replaced due to performance, and a replacement candidate was then suggested. By, their, uh, by her same senior manager. Um, after I had many questions as to why um, this is even being discussed um, and what support has, you know, was the current candidate given, um, a different candidate was selected. Now, her senior manager decided overall was the biggest deciding factor of uh, her being replaced. In a later conversation um, with that with that candidate senior manager, um, you know, he revealed flat out to me that he, he really never wanted that person in the position. And again, the only reason why he done it was because of the number uh, to meet a diversity number. Now, he also went on to say that, you know, he really wanted a different candidate the whole time and, and make another long story short, uh, the second candidate that was put in the position was barely, and I mean barely more successful than the previous candidate, even though that candidate received literally about three times the amount of support through extra training, staffing, and, and budgets. Um, like I said before, executive leadership and senior leadership must again manage this very, very closely because these are some of the small nuances that happen that you know executive leadership might not know about or sometimes don't care um, but it is directly affecting your bottom line again um, through loss of talent um, and or um, you know potential legal fees and lawsuits um, when situations again with and, and another thing that sometimes 
uh, that goes unnoticed. When situations like this happen, believe it or not, your staff is aware of this and it can affect their productivity. Um, perception of a company um, when these incidences happen, uh, the perception of the company drops and you know you typically will have a greater turnover rate when these incidences are happening in your company. Um, and let's just be honest again. Um, and as I've said in numerous epi- previous episodes, situations like these um, are situations that have helped um, and led to the great resignation. Another occurrence I have witnessed firsthand is that another candidate is more prepared uh, for to perform the job functions than the other candidate. And typically, you know, of course you can see this with external hires, you know, who has more education and things of that nature. Um, but typically you'll see a great deficit in diversity candidates preparation um, for the interview process and things of that nature. Um, A remedy to this problem is to create a a comprehensive documented growth program. Um, Ensure that you have prerequisites for the entrance in this program as well as have requirements of staying in the program. I've seen a lot of programs where they start great, like, hey, we're gonna have these kind of prerequisites. You have to have this kind of uh, consistent performance and there's no requirements of how to stay in that program. Um, And I've also seen to where uh, they'll allow candidates in that don't meet the requirements. Um, which leads me to my next point. Whomever you, you must have a team of leaders to run this program and they must be held accountable for its results. What are the results, might you ask? A properly well-prepared, trained candidate that is capable of doing the job. You also want to make sure um, that they're held accountable to the quality and fairness of the program. Um, essential, another essential point is that the management team that is overseeing it must keep emotions and nepotism out of it. This is an absolute must. I think that's a good stopping point for us right there. Um, we're on our next episode we're going to get into more so the compensation piece of it we'll touch on a couple of more points for as far as the promotion and that process but we're going to start focusing heavily on the compensation piece uh, of it the gaps in it how do we fix it um, and all and how all of this layers into again corporate diversity and 
how to fix it. Again, from the team of Realistic Leadership, we would like to thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you soon.